0: Hello and welcome to the mental health gaming podcast. Once again, I am Bradley, and joining me this week—look, he got an assistant last week to try and help with some editing. And to be honest, the assistant was so much better. So it it the do do you Joe.
1: <laughs> oh great! That's going to make me look like I can't edit properly. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, just for clarification, yeah, that was better than the robot assistant. <laughs> yes, yeah. so
0: he okay. got I he. Yes, yeah, Stu got a bit of software that was supposedly gets rid of some of the ers and ums, but I broke it with just the way I talk. So we decided we well, have got going to do that this week. We'll just let <laughs> Stu go through it himself.
1: Yeah, only takes about six or seven hours. It's no problem. Yeah. What would the story? Don't trust robots. Well, there's that as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, thanks for the articulation lessons, by the way, Stuart. Really appreciate it. I mean, it's totally unneeded and had nothing to do with anything. But there you go.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm quite pompous and arrogant like that. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no. Hopefully, this 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 week's recording sounds a lot better for everyone, well, bar the fact I'll be talking. But you know, yeah, and me. Uh, do you know what else we should talk about
1: what should we talk about let's talk about politics
0: no let's talk video games
1: probably for the best
0: yes Um, for obvious reasons that will become clear if you listen to an upcoming special we have I've only played two games this week Uh, but as usual do you want me to go first or do you want to go first you You, got? you go
1: first because I've not got much this week no, okay.
0: Have you been busy? Nope. I've been Don't
1: lazy. Yeah, same
0: difference. <laughs> I, I, I spent... Okay. We recalled called at about half twelve on a... Was it a Thursday today? I'm yep. not going to lie. I've had one of those days where kids got dropped off at school. I laid down for a five-minute nap at about nine, and it's now half twelve. So, you know. Yeah. Nice um anyway we're meant to be talking about games i've managed to put that off for a minute already so i uh, the first game i've been playing is a game called norco uh which uh is from uh raw fury and made by a company called geography of robots uh, and this is a job right i've been getting into a lot recently i don't know if it's because it's slower paced and my tastes have changed, and I can I can cope with this sort of pacing games if I'm having trouble with my vision and stuff like that. But it's a it's a basic point and click, very narrative driven, um, all the usual things you'd expect in a modern day point and click adventure. Um, but what I really like about Norco is a couple of things. One is its beautiful art style. The things they could do with pixel art these days is absolutely sublime uh it just looks beautiful and the other one is it's setting uh someone can correct me if i'm wrong i'll let you have a little search even notes if you need to Stu. but <laughs> i don't think i've ever seen a game set in uh south louisiana and or new orleans before And this is one that... The setting is just beautiful as well. It's sort of semi-post-apocalyptic. So, uh, Louisiana is kind of sinking because of various world events and and what have you. Probably not too far from where the future is, but there you go. Um, And you play a character whose brother's gone missing and you set out to try and find them. And this is what happens after... Your mother's death and a few other little things happen. And the game starts out very, very simple. Very basic mechanics to drive the narrative forward. And then kind of goes places. Um, so because it, it, it's set in the future, it's very sci-fi inspired. There's a mixture of the old and new. And it comes together really well. But it, the story kind of goes multi-generational as it progresses forward and i don't want to say too much because it is it's not a twist but you need to have the impact of it as you're playing it what it's doing with what i think a lot of these point and click stories do and no offense to the monkey island games of the past and day of the tentacle things like that the narrative of this has of games these days in the point and click genre have come on so so much. I loved Monkey Island, I loved Sam and Max, and I thought they were wonderful, quaint games, but the narratives were very video gamey. Whereas now, I think the narratives in these sort of games are the closest we're getting to something that can be considered literary worthy. And this is is one of them. The story has engrossed me as a sci-fi type thing. I, I, I think it is absolutely wonderful. And what they do really well in this is the point and click side of things isn't the main draw of the game. So it's not doing anything clever with the point and click to try and draw you in. It's gone. This is our story. This is the story we want to tell where you're going to get through it and it wants to tell you a story and i think that is very important if you've got a narrative based point and click the point and click stuff shouldn't get in the way if you want a puzzle based point and click fine do you know what make it as convoluted as possible but when it's narrative based a few light puzzles here and there to keep you interested is good but the story here oh it's outstanding and I, I would say so far this year, it's probably the best story-based film I've played. Um, it's up nice. there with... Do you remember me last year mentioning Lacuna?
1: Yeah, played it myself. Um,
0: yeah. And I thought that... Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting, well-told story. It's, it's better than that. Um, I think it tells a better story than the likes of The Last of Us. Um, and yeah, just really, really good. I don't, didn't notice any obvious accessibility options... Uh, but at the same time, I didn't know so because it didn't need them. It looked like everything it needed was kind of baked into the game itself. So yeah. I didn't struggle. The text is overall, the stuff you need to read is bright and it's 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 readable and it's only when it becomes historical text does it go to like this weird brownie color on black but it's light text on dark backgrounds and, and stuff like that um and the 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 pixelated imagery is is easily viewable the sub bright areas but it's not anything that's stopping you playing it doesn't need to change because overall the balance the contrast of the of the visuals is spot on the ui really really good and the story is so damn good um, i highly recommend this one
1: sweet yeah no, uh, three points on this first off i don't know how people can get bored of Pixar. art well if it was poor yeah but it's like saying Go. Yeah, I'm bored of Picasso. Or, you know, I'm, I'm bored of Rembrandt. It's well, like, you know. You know, no. Because if you don't like that style, you don't like it. But I don't know how you can get bored of something that you do like when it's done with such skill, you know? Yeah. And most of these releases have got really fantastic pixel art. If you don't like that style, fine. If you do like that style, then, yeah, God, this looks like a particularly good one. Yeah. So that's cool. Secondly... Uh, Louisiana, yep. Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners that I talked about a few months ago, that's set okay. in uh, New Orleans, and also when it's sinking, it, I think it has a similar sort of, you know, theory that it's it's going into the swamp, yeah, you know, year by year. But, yeah, the uh, bio
0: is yeah, it's definitely yeah, taking, taking over, taking <laughs> over, yeah,
1: yeah. Um. So, but no, it's not been used a, a lot in gaming, I don't think. So it's definitely nice to have a revisit and. There's not going to be much crossover between the type of people who play Norco as a point and click adventure and (laughs) VR gamers playing the Saints and Sinners and stabbing zombies in the head. So, uh, no, no. I don't think it's oversaturated. Uh, And my third point is, yeah, that if anyone ever needs a good uh, argument for why Twitch is great, uh, beyond, you know, you know, the classic, well, why would you want to watch people play when you could play yourself? It's like, well, why'd you watch footy? Also, you could apply that to Norco. I really like the look of this, but I would never really play it because they're not my type of games. But I would very happily either watch somebody else play it or watch a playback of it because it, it, it's fascinating to me. And I, I think that's a really good way to spend my time. I probably took myself in bed tonight and stick on a full playthrough of this and just start watching it in chunks.
0: Yeah, no, you you totally, can. You're right with point and click. I I've I've done that with a couple where I I think I can't get on with the gameplay. Uh there's been a couple in the past I cannot get in the, on, on with the gameplay at all, and I watch it on Twitch uh, or you or a YouTube playthrough or, or whatever. And, and yeah, it's it is like. I suppose an audio book or a, or a movie in that way. Just someone else is playing it for you. Um, you could go and make the movie yourself or write the book yourself, but at the same time, it's there's options for you to do it um, yeah. in other ways. And yeah, it is. It's really, really good. Um, honestly, I don't know how many hours this is uh, because I do not play these games like they should be played so to speak so I I, I pick it up I'll, I'll play it for five minutes pop it down do something pick it up again maybe another five ten minutes so what would might take someone half an hour could take me a good day to, to play or I can then barge through three hours in one sitting so I, I I, played this over the course of a week don't know how many hours I spent on it
1: yeah and It's important, I think, to know how long these things take. I constantly use howlongtobeat.com because it really, really impacts my my decision-making process. And obviously, it's not going to on an arcade game. So, like, you know, Ninja Saviors that I played not long ago, it's an arcade game. I'm I'm not going to worry about whether it's two hours or five hours. But when I played that Monster Hunter Stories 2, before yeah. I bought it, I checked that it wasn't going to be 100 hours just to do the story. And it, it said it was 25, 30 hours. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's great. You know, it's like once it starts getting over 50, that becomes a bit of a problem. So, yeah, no, I, I constantly do that. And I totally understand it, totally informs my buying choice.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, I had my notes written down. I haven't just gone to the site just to double check. Five and a half hours for the main story, um, seven hours if you want to do the extras, it says, and nine and a half hours this. Not going to lie, I only did the main story. I generally don't, with story games, go and do all the extras because I just, like, this is my path. And that's what I want that experience to be. Um, and that sounds about right across a week, about an hour a day. In total of actually playing, I probably i would say it probably took me probably six or so hours of actual main story because I, d- I don't—I don't play fast anyway. So yeah, easily some people could do, knock this out in a couple of days and get a really good book's worth out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's right. Yeah, no, it's a great genre when it's done well. I think it's done well quite often because the, the people developing for it are clearly n- not going into it for the money or no. the fame. You know, they're, they're passion projects most of the time, these things. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, so moving on, what have
1: you been to to? Well, only one this week, really. And the reason for that is, well, twofold. One is, yeah, kind of a lack of time. Two... I kind of wanted to have as few screens as possible over the weekend because what happened was, like, I've been unwell and, and my wife's been unwell and we were frustrated and bored out of our minds because of not being able to go to all the places we wanted to, to and go. obviously you sudden. got
0: to prepare to resurrect on the Sunday.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Roll away the stone and all that caper. Yeah. <laughs> but But, um, yeah, so I, I wanted to force myself to do some other stuff, you know, so I didn't play games as much as I normally would and did other things but yesterday I was like I really want to have a switch game I really want to have a sit down play something on switch so I can just play it and I had a look through what was on sale because I'm cheap and what I found well well first off I found like lots of the you know doom lots of the games for like $1.99 on sale and I was like that's really good that's original doom I assume yeah well Yeah. yeah 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 and more um well not at the one ninety nine price point but yeah and I was like yeah I really fancy one of these I'm going to look through and see which one I'm definitely going to pull the trigger on you know shall I go back to playing the originals again I've never played Doom 64 shall I give that a whirl you know is you know 2016 version cheap enough to, to play to see what it's like technically blah, blah 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 anyway kept scrolling through and found the Doom Slayers collection for $23.99 I already had like 3 or 4 quid kind of banked on, you know Nintendo and so it was like 20 quid for Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64 and Doom 2016 and I was just like whoa yeah I'm totally having that so that's what I bought and I've been playing the first game and already put or oh, what three or four hours into it so far it's just so good that the, the game just doesn't age you know, it, it just doesn't. <laughs> Especially now that it's like, it's got widescreen, it's like clearly filtered, it's got, you know, the controls are mapped so that it's strafe rather than turn as an automatic, and you can switch them back to the original if you want. But, you know, and uh, the gameplay itself is just timeless. It's. Uh, I've very, very rarely, and I've possibly never, come across a game series that has that sort of pace of has a pace of like an arcade shooter done as an fps but the levels are designed as you know fully immersive mysterious uh environmental puzzles as well yeah it just it just never happens because it requires so much skill talent time and also i think you know obviously that break into the market in the early 2000s of the the cod style of it being a a kind of you know a narrative shooter where everything's funneled and tunneled for you into an into a storyline and everything's very corridor based even if it doesn't look like it is and that took over and it kind of killed off the doom thing but it's just so good and it when you kind of if you transpose the action in your brain from 3D to 2D and think of it as like a 2D game, it is very much like a a 2D side-scrolling shooter and a run-and-gun, you know, like Contra or something like that. Yeah. Very, very much like Contra and its ilk and that's that's what I wanted at the time and apparently still do now and I think they moved it on brilliantly with with Doom 2016 as well so I'm looking forward to seeing how the switch copes with it but a fantastic package to buy really comparatively cheap for those classics if you want to if you've got the right type of switch which I now have you can just hook it up to you your monitor or your telly and play them you know as god intended but Works perfectly well on handheld as well. Just a brilliant package to have bought, really.
0: I think with Doom, the original Doom, it's up there with with Tetris um, and Super Mario and the likes of. These are the blueprints for all the future gaming. Um, yeah, Doom is is special. I, I love the idea, you know, people have tried to get Doom to run on everything from calculators to 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 toasters and, and what, what have you. It's, it, I think it's an absolute piece of genius, you know, coding that it can be done and be playable on the most bizarre of things. Um, and it is, it's still, every time I play it, I'll pop back to it, at, say at most, once a year. Um, I'll pop back to it and play through some of it. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll go a couple of years without uh, without touching it. But it still feels modern. Every time you play it, it still feels like a modern game. It doesn't yeah. feel like something that should be left in the past and appreciated. And I think that goes, again, with Tetris and, and Mario Brothers. Neither, none of those games feel like old games at all, even in their original forms. Um, and Doom, yeah, Doom... Oh uh, yeah, I could wax lyrical about Doom for a long, long time. I, I, I'm not good at FPS games on the whole, but Doom, I absolutely adore. And it's the only FPS I've properly completed. I think um, I've beaten Call of Duty. Don't, don't get me wrong, but Doom, I've managed to beat on once, just once, on the hardest difficulty, and I've never done that with an FPS before. I, I, generally, I generally play it on uh, the second level, which I can't remember what it's called now, the second difficulty. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely adore it. Absolutely adore it. And, I'm yeah, you're tempting me to go and pick it up and play again on my deck. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might play it on the deck.
1: Well, there you go, you see. You can play it for free on the deck. I'm pretty confident that that will be, like, a platinum-rated, you know, straightaway play kind of thing. Yeah. I've got it,
0: I've got I think I own it on Steam somewhere anyway, possibly, who knows, but I'm going to play it.
1: Yeah, I just meant that it would be rated for uh Linux. God, the word dropped out me head. <laughs> it would be rated for Linux so you can play it immediately on Deck without having to faff around. Sorry.
0: Oh, that would be hilarious if you could play it on everything, but it couldn't play on Deck. That I know. <laughs>
1: Oh. yeah but because of that desire for it to run on everything they'll have that'll have been one of the first things they got it converted and the most recent thing that i saw it running on was a pregnancy testing kit yes a digital pregnancy testing kit um
0: i i can't wait I, I actually thought you know when we eventually get like um human implants and stuff like that so like you're playing everything in your brain yeah. it's all done yeah dude please hook, literally hook it into my veins
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like um, you mentioned with Super Mario. Well, even that's not quite the same, but pretty much the same. It's like what it feels like they've done, and I'm not sure this is the case, but they went, right, okay, well, we want to make an adventure, and we want to... I've got these ideas for all... Like this theme, for all these creatures, and for all these ways that you can explore the environment, and therefore it's going to fall into looking something like this and most games aren't produced like that most games are like we're going to make an FPS and we're going to do a platform game and whereas I feel like Mario still to this day is like we're going to do these things with Mario let's see if that becomes 2D platformer something in 3D on the 3DS whether it's going to be a a fully 3D adventure whether it's going to be a pseudo 3D thing they're just like I want to tell this story I want to play I want the the gamer to be able to interact in these exciting ways with these characters I've thought up this is how it'll end up being and then they'll iterate on that and it will become this thing that's just genius and yeah well, I think that some of the really outstanding games throughout time just have done that like you know Resident Evil it's kind of like we, we want the fixed camera thing because you know it's just scary and you devil may cry because you yeah, know we want again slightly fixed cameras with some not we want to have it an action adventure where you can see all around you and you know it's just it's one of those games that it's just defines the way things play without fitting into a pre-existing template
0: yeah no definitely and completely unlike us i'm just going to quickly make a quick aside with regards to mario this this might be somewhat controversial but it is Obviously, one of my favourite games. It's, it's nigh on flawless, but it is responsible for one of my biggest pet hates in video games. And that is the hanging blocks of nothingness <laughs> that are just in mid-air with no reason to be there. Yeah. And that's carried through to even every modern, like most modern day platformers. It's, oh, uh, we need to get over to yeah. this bit and we can't think of something we can actually design a block or do.
1: Yeah. No. Damn you Mario, <laughs> I know, and it makes sense in that world because it's kind of that's part of its abstract kind of arbitrary nature. But yeah, no, I, I think. You but know, it works
0: sp- because, as we know, with Super Mario, it takes place on a stage.
1: Well, that's right. You find out in Mario Three, don't you? Yes. So yeah. you
0: do. So you know that does make sense. Sorry, my tax- my kitten's attacking my uh, headset. There we go.
1: Oh, such a cute kitten he's a cheeky little thing well i've seen the pictures and videos it looks very very cute
0: yes he is he's very cute (laughs) and you there'll be plenty if, if you don't like cats then probably unsubscribe no don't unsubscribe from our twitter obviously please don't but there will be probably plenty of videos and pictures of him as we go
1: excellent so what's up next from you then oh yeah video games (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, so i've not really got a game of the week this week because both games i've played i've really really enjoyed uh which is so i'm not don't need to do the little stinger this week i know you spend oh, ages making I'm, that. I'm really
1: tempted to make one now that says not the game of the week or close to being the game of the week or something like yeah. that
0: well they're, they both are there you go they're both my game of the week um, awesome but the other one I've been playing is it's essentially it's a bog standard action roguelite. Um and it's called Ember night It's in early access on Steam at the moment. Um and basically you play a character who is like this like called I don't know if he's called Ember night or whatever. Basically it's this like spark type thing, this flame. Um and you have to go and save the world against a sorcerer, like this evil sorcerer thing called Praxis. Um, and there's loads of enemies. You go through various different rooms, a Hades and, and games like that. Um, it's perfectly serviceable. Um, if you don't like roguelites, you're not going to find anything in this. If you do like them, you'll enjoy it. It's by the numbers on the whole... It definitely does that thing of the first few rounds you play, you'll last a couple of minutes, you'll die, you'll get some resources, you can level up, you suddenly get a bit better, you go further, and it develops you that way. It lacks the charm of Hades. I sound like I really don't like this game, uh, but I do. (laughs) Uh, It lacks the charm of Hades in the way it tells a story. But it's tried to do that thing Hades does, but it, uh, it just doesn't quite work as well thankfully it doesn't need to because i actually really enjoy the combat on this it's very simple you've got a dodge mechanic you've got one weapon to start with you can upgrade that weapon get various different power-ups and relics that will give passive or active depending on what ones you get you do get a secondary long range weapon and again you can mix and match you can do all that as you go And yeah, it's really good. It's one to four players. I've only been able to play this in single player and it's perfectly playable in single player. Um, I've never really played a roguelite in multiplayer before co-op, so I'm not sure how well that will do, but it does what it needs to do in single player. And I think most runs I've unlocked something new, so it keeps it fresh and it makes you want to go back in again. Pacing-wise, it's good. Each room doesn't get like progressively more difficult in terms of adding more enemies and more enemy types. You might actually go for a run where the rooms settle down a bit and allow you to get used to things before ramping up again. So it's got a really interesting pacing to it. And I say, when you get the different relics that you can equip throughout your runs as well, it changes up the play as well. It uses like I suppose I, the way I could I, I'd say it is it kind of uses different earth elements. So there's like there's ice, there's fire, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And it brings all those together. And like a lot of these games, it's about finding the right synergy uh, for your for your own style. And yeah, it does that really, really well. It's again it's not doing anything new and it doesn't need to do anything new it's not hades but if you've finished hades and you're looking for something else to play yeah go for this and the bosses are good as well by the way uh just to point out i really enjoy taking on the bosses on this I- i've played some before where you get there you just go oh, "Well, this is a boss and oh, i've got no clad to do this whereas this one it kind of introduces you to bosses well i can't explain fully what the differences are between other games and this but i felt like with this the bosses were an event and i was able to go into them and work them out before it slaughtered me which i thought was a nice change of pace as well but yeah really really good really interesting game enjoying it um stuck a good few hours on it Uh again on the steam deck is again it's one of those it's not officially supported yet probably because it's early access or anything but plays perfectly well and it's a great one to pick up pop on play for 10 minutes and then put it down i think it took about a minute from booting the game up to starting a run so you know ideal pick up and play stuff and we could do that on a pc now
1: yeah yeah, no, I mean, it's funny with, with roguelikes and roguelikes and kind of go back and forth on them. And, you know, if you if you take, like, what I'm doing with Viewpoint to try and complete that hmm. on one credit, each level lasts about three minutes and there are six levels. So if I'm doing, like, quote-unquote a run, then, you know, I get to, I can get now to the end of, like, level three. And that's a time investment of, like... 15 minutes, and I, I, I expect getting a, a one-credit completion on it is going to take me, in total, probably about 10 hours. Now, with roguelikes, they're kind of like... 10 hours is what you often put into completing the first couple of levels, and the difficulty is, is, is tends to be so high, in a lot of them, that you're going to see those levels that take a very long period of time yeah over and over and over again and i think it it has to have a click it has to have something in it that really justifies spending that much time seeing those same levels over and over again and doing the same things over and over again to to pay off that time investment and some of them do i just think that the majority of them well certainly for me they don't
0: no, I, I I agree. I agree with you. Um, Hades is a prime example that feels fresh every single time you go into it, and you you look forward to going into it. Um, I have played others where, yeah, you kind of uh, oh, I've got to get through this bit again to get to yeah. Uh, but it was this it's 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 early towards the side of Hades where the first room generally is identical so there's like four or five enemies just to get rid um it takes a matter of seconds and then you branch off um, until you get your first in-game in-run relic um and then it, it really it changes things up but those first initial two or three rooms take all of a minute in total if that to get through um so it does that on board in each run quite well it knows you want to get through them and then it starts ramping up the difficulty but if it, it, that's when it then changes you don't feel like at any point you're going oh this bit again yeah, um yeah and i think that as you mentioned said that's the important thing with with a roguelike light, roguelite that it does that first part has to be spot on because if it's not you've lost the player
1: yeah totally i agree
0: uh but yeah that, that's that's that really not be playing much else of that's new anyway um and if you want to find out what i'm talking about i'm gonna shut up now and you will find out in another episode
1: <laughs> indeed very cool so yeah i mean apart from uh, i've been doing a load of modding um this week and that takes up an awful lot of time Mm. Uh, it's really worthwhile, but ugh, you know, I was also trying to do a fix, and I thought I'd done a done the fix, and the fix didn't stick, so it was a not stick fix, so it's still bust, and that's for Neo Geo, which you know it's a quite an expensive machine, so yes, that's frustrating. And waiting some parts to arrive so I can finally get it properly fixed up, but you know these things take time; you have to be patient, which, which is why tough. I don't do it. No, (laughs) a lot of people don't, (laughs) which is fair enough. Anyway, apart from that, yeah, look forward to the special that we're going to do. Look out for that one. That will be up soon as well. But in the meantime, follow us on all the socials. Join us on Discord if you want to chat about anything. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane.